Welcome back, all you friendly, bright-eyed potential felons. My name is Adam. My name is Jack, sponsored by Race Car Beds. Adam, how'd you sleep last night? I slept pretty solid. Uh, so but we uh, I ended up sleeping on the couch, actually. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. You didn't yeah. use the company-provided race car bed that I mailed you? Uh, it was tough. It was um, – I, I really kind of just passed out last night. I couldn't really get to – uh, so we, uh, we got to talk about something. Really I act, no, hold on. I have a, a, a bit of a better segue potentially because, oh, yeah. well, it's a story from when I was a kid. Did I ever tell you that? Like, so you know how, I mean, just on like cable TV, it'll for like sponsorships and that kind of stuff. It'll yeah. after the like show or something, it'll say brought to you by mm-hmm. for the longest time. I thought that brought to you'd like I, how i don't know how it would be spelled but like i thought it was brontude yeah dude for the whole like my childhood <laughs> i thought it was a word that meant something i did not know and then i finally found out it was brought to you yeah took me a long time to really ever connect those dots dude it was mm, i don't know it would be set on like pbs all the time and i'd be like what are you i, I don't know what that means but i guess i'll go like check out your websites or whatever i know i guess they just said it really fast but buy me stuff yeah i don't know but before we get into the nitty-gritty of this video we wanted to discuss something that's pretty um pretty topical pretty prevalent and necessary to be talked about we don't like to get into politics on this uh podcast but at the moment this is no longer really a political issue this is a general decency issue um, and it needs as many voices to be talking about it as possible. So I feel like we should just discuss some ways that you guys can support uh, the Black Lives Matter movement and how important that is currently. Um, you know, there's a lot of difficult uh, problems happening in the world at the moment, but uh, it's very important that we support people who need their voices to be heard. And um, yeah, so if you can go to uh, the... Hang on. I have some websites. I have the, like a, a website that just has everything kind of a lot of stuff teed up for everybody. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So if you just go to um, blacklivesmatter.carrd.co slash, it's not .com. I don't know why, but that's not it. Um, it'll give you plenty of like an endless amount of petitions you can um, sign. It'll give you a um, specific generator. So you can like click, it'll be like, write to legislature or something like that and you'll be able to click through some stuff put in some information and it'll write you a email that you can send directly to people who are going to be the ones that are going to make these changes and um yeah i mean i just i spent like all evening last night just reading through a lot of these petitions and um signing my name because i think that that's going to be one one relatively i don't want to say easy but one of the more um accessible ways to make change yeah in the grand scheme of things, it's a lot easier than certain other methods. Like if you're uncomfortable with going out currently with the Corona going on and not wanting to go out and visit uh, the local rallies or things like that, then that's a good way of doing it. Uh, There's also, if you just want to be able to donate, there is the black visions collective and the reclaim the block uh, where you're able to donate money into the support of that movement. Uh, and if you don't have money, then you're able to go to a, uh, there's a video online, I believe that has, uh, it, it supports, if you just leave it on repeat, it plays ads and gives you, um, 
and it provides money that will be all completely funded into support efforts yeah. for Black Lives Matter. Um, I believe yeah. the creator's name <clears throat> is Zoe Amira. At least that's the video I've been watching. There are multiple videos that are doing things like this, but that's the person I've been. Because um, she basically collected like um, a bunch of different like black like related art put it in an hour-long video there are some tips so if you are going to do this unfortunately you can't just let it like loop endlessly because the uh, youtube algorithm kind of at a point recognizes that as spam so what you want to do first turn off ad block second after you watch the video all the way make sure you don't skip any of the ads too there are going to be some like 45 minute long ads maybe you can skip those i don't know i just i let it run because maybe the longer ads give more money i don't know how it works um don't skip ads if you don't like have to though and then also once you're done with the video um play like three three or five ish videos um directly after it and um, it doesn't matter what the videos are it doesn't matter how long they are that'll like just like reset the algorithm and let you like watch the video again and make sure you get like the full amount of value out of it yeah yeah all right well uh, with that, all I got said. I got a couple more shout outs specifically. OK. Oh, yeah. OK. No, um, first, I think one of the most important things to do is educate yourself. I'll make it quick just because we don't want this whole thing to be about the topic necessarily. No, yeah. um, one of the most uh, respectable activists in this community right now um, is Killer Mike, one of the best rappers of the past like 20 years. He's been doing it forever. Um And he's been educating a lot of people. He specifically always tells people to look up Jane Elliott. And I couldn't agree more. Um, I've learned a lot about her in all my classes. Um, basically, the best recommendation there is just look up Jane Space Elliot E L L I O T um, on YouTube and watch her like lectures. She's an actual genius. I have a ton of respect for her. Um, hmm. And then just two shout outs. Um, one to Nickelodeon, who was the first to really do. Did you hear what Nickelodeon did? I did not. They um, during their like regularly scheduled broadcast, they had a um, eight minute and I think it's 46 second ad break. Um, not even ad break, but um, just break from programming um, to kind of the eight minutes and 46 seconds is how long um, George Floyd was pinned down by the officer. And they um, did it in solidarity with the Black Lives Matter movement and connected or just made sure children were aware of this when their parents are kind of failing to really show them that this is affecting everybody. And Apple Music also killed it yesterday. They... Um, did um so normally when you open up apple music you have the options for library browse or for library for you browse radio and search they made it so you couldn't really like use for you browse or radio anymore if you would click on those tabs it would just open up one single radio station that just on loop um played a bunch of different african-american artists and the music that they had created and um, a lot of topical stuff you know you got like the obvious ones like um f the police not going to say it on the chat um, and uh, this is America kind of become too specific um, kind of calling cards for what's going on right now. Um, I just thought that they really killed it. They've even inspired other uh, people to do it. Finally, Apple Music gave me another reason that I can say that it's superior to Spotify. And that's one big part that I'm appreciative of. <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, could you do me a favor really quick and reset like your mic real quick, like plug it out and put uh, it back in? We're having a bit of potential difficulties for a second, but we're good. We still heard what you said. I don't know if that's going to do anything, but... Uh
guys. Had a bit of uh, technical difficulties on my end. All right. So uh, I believe we just got done speaking about um, Black Lives Matter. We were on to the first topic. Yep. Yeah. So uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about what we're going to be doing next week as well. Uh, So before we get into the stuff about this week, we have a bit of good news. We're going to be doing an interview next week with someone uh, that is a fan of the show, actually, uh, our buddy Steve Neese. He'll be coming down and we will be talking to him about his experience in film school. So that's something to look forward to. Uh, tune in next week for that. Uh, and then I, I like this idea on. of interviewing like regular people. <laughs> it seems like a... Uh, a good i like i like it mm-hmm. yeah i mean he's he has experiences and like you know film and all that he'll have he mentioned actually last week that he uh he listened to our podcast and he was like dude i really want to be on this thing because killer clowns is one of my favorites and he actually like got dude. super hyped up. and he's a he's a registered professional so uh yeah so <laughs> Take our word for it when yeah. we say that it's a great movie. When Jack says that it's a great movie. It's a, um, it's a fun movie to watch. I wouldn't say it's it a great is. movie. Yeah, it is. But maybe uh, we'll get schooled. Speaking of movies, uh, we actually watched some more bad ones this week. Um, and none of them were really ones that we can consider like even escape room level where it was like A tier, B tier, wherever we decided to put escape room. Um, I honestly think the last one we'll be talking about, there might be some people who actually can get behind that movie. I think people can get behind mom and dad, but we'll I think it's a, a muddled mess with wild editing that made me want to die. But I think there, <laughs> there are probably, there's always people who like those kind of horror movies. There are people who like those. Um, but the first movie that we watched, we, we started a bit of a train that we were going to go on or we were going to watch multiple of these, but we weren't strong enough. We were not at all strong enough to do that. Uh, we began with Billboard Dad. And it was a... We were going to do a film gauntlet of these three movies we found on Hulu that were of the Olsen twins back in like... 1998. Oh, wow. 1998? I thought that... Oh, my... God. No. Oh, my gosh. Yep. What? I think the I one we watched that. was in 1997 and the other two we were going to watch were both in 1998. I thought it was like 2007 to two. Wow, no. those are those are much older than I thought they were. You know that makes sense. Um, so we started with a movie called Billboard Dad, and it's it gives me like, uh, what what's the is it Liar Liar? Is that the one where the kid like? What's the movie? If you're about to disrespect guy, Liar I'm Liar, not about to disrespect. No, okay, I okay. promise. I know that you you know you you pray to that movie every night, but. The whole thing that I was about to talk about was like, oh, Big Fat Liar. That's oh, two very different movies. Yeah, yeah. It, mm-hmm. So it gave me uh, Big Fat Liar vibes. It is like a Disney production, I think. It yeah, was it? I don't know. Uh, I mean, I'm, it, it definitely that, gets that that kind of uh, TV movie vibe. I can see that. Yeah, it's so it stars Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen. Um, and they, you know, back in back in their golden years, I guess, of acting, where they were just going from movie to movie, hopping from place to place. It seems like they 
just went from one bad director to another bad director to another and it just was a non-stop train because these movies were like within like less than years from each mm-hmm. other in production so billboard dad is about a dad who is a he's he's a single father and he he has two daughters and the daughters like are in a swim team which is hardly a plot point correct um that it goes back and forth to where one of the girls has this crush on like an, an, a much 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 older like maybe it was her swim coach lifeguard. yeah yeah um which was just an uncomfortable thing to talk about. i you know whenever scenes like that come up i just got to think about the director in that circumstance it's like a dan schneider situation it's like a like, michael bay situation where he he puts lines in the dialogue to justify how uh, like a 25 year old dude is dating a girl who they were, or she was like 17 when they started dating, but or, I don't know. It's like the, the plot's all no, kind of weird. Bro, the, 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 the point is, is that like the, the laws are different in this specific area. So like, yeah. you, you got to pay attention to all the laws. Yeah. It's scummy. Um, yeah. It's very weird and gross. So basically they, <laughs> you know let's let's move away from the swim team aspect of it because that's extremely important yes to remember haven't even got to the um, billboard yet yeah so they they have a moment where they're like we're gonna get our dad set up with a lady and they go up onto a billboard and vandalize it with their friend i think and, i uh, think the problem with this so like their dad is like recently or i don't know if it's recently but he's he's widowed and it's still like like having an effect on him. And I think these like these children mistake the idea of mourning for like entire like loneliness. Like, yeah, like I think more than anything, the dude was just like still mourning the loss of his wife. And they're like, we need to get him a girl. And it's just, (laughs) it did not feel right at all. Had very separate tones in the movie where, when the guy was like, you know, I don't, I really don't think I need, like there was a point at the end of the movie, spoilers guys, that the guy goes, you know, maybe I actually don't need a lady. Maybe I just, you know, maybe I just need you two to keep me company. And that's all I really need. You know, this gives me satisfaction. And I really think, and then they get him back together with the girl yep. that he was dating. <clears throat> that's how it goes. Um, so basically there's this artist who he ends up dating for a bit. And, but it was going on a date with the was she an artist's artist? mom. I don't know, but she she was interested in art. I you know I was engaged the whole time, um, but the the whole thing is that she was like very interested in art, and he was he was an artist for sure. Uh, that was his whole thing. They started off saying that he made fans. I guess I don't I don't know. Not even like the flip fans that could be considered art. It's just <laughs> like fans. Um, but he would go to. You know, he he went to like these museums and stuff with all these different girls. Oh my God, there was a scene. Oh my gosh, during the speed dating that he did. Mm-hmm. Oh where, Jesus! Oh my God, there was just a horrible, horrible. I'm not even gonna really say what it was, but there was just a very racist. Joke no, I think we can say what made. it was because this movie needs to be highlighted. Can- so essentially he he basically so they put the billboard advertisement for their dad up and they got like 
four trillion responses, which is just absolutely absurd. And he was like, okay, I'll go yeah, on. Ridiculous. I think he said like five dates was his, his compromise. They wanted to put him on mm-hmm. as many as possible. Um, he got four bags full yeah. of letters and he said, and, and essentially the gimmick was that um, he, all of these dates were bad. Like the daughters chose and it just didn't end up working out at all. One of the dates so mm-hmm. it would just chain from like he was in the same restaurant and like yeah. things would go bad on the date and then he Started. would be like check please like that was just it was the formula yeah. and around like date four uh, at like date Crazy. four he um was on this date and he's just sitting there awkwardly and then he says you uh you have pretty eyes and it pans over to the date who is uh wearing a, a, a i'm probably gonna pronounce this wrong uh hijab he's she's wearing like mm-hmm. just the uh the traditional like mm-hmm. muslim wear and it's covering everything like yeah. but her eyes and then and then it no i think he, i think that as awkwardly the, happens the, and he says he check says, please again as like it was yeah very very scummy <laughs> and ugh. yeah it was like that was the deal break instantly lost I, any respect geez it was guy. so horrible it was vicious. I was both Jack and I had to like look at each other, look at the movie, look back at each other, and go, yeah. "What on earth was Dude. that?" It was. Dude, I the fact um, that you thought this came out in like 2008, like that would have been pretty <laughs> tough. I mean, it, at that point, it would have been coming out as the at the same year as Tropic Thunder, where Robert Downey Jr. infamously wears blackface. But that at least was making a statement. This is just plain racism. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that was flat the, out. The movie really just um, culminates in absolutely nothing at all. Uh-huh. But surprisingly, it was more engaging than an, another movie that we watched. So this one, we might not even have that much to talk about, really, because it was just so... It was a mayonnaise sandwich of a movie, which I guess you don't have a lot of credit to say that it was... We watched Free Willy 3, The Rescue. And I'll let you guys know something. We have not and probably will not watch the first. We had the option to watch. We had the option to watch the second one on Hulu. The first one was not on there. We decided that the third one, if we couldn't watch the first, then we're going to jump to the third. Like, that's just the way our minds thought. But boy, did we make a mistake. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. Usually the third movie at least has like some plot hooks that are like, absurd enough for us to be like that's absurd this was just real they like bought jack put it in a great way they bought their actors in bulk where they would get actors that looked exceedingly similar to each other and would put them next to each other near but they're completely unrelated just random people literally they would have like just Mm -hmm. carbon copies of each other playing like just random people that happened to meet and it was impossible to follow it was not held by the fact that the movie yes. was actively trying to lull you into a trance. And I don't even know. I guess it was trying to like make you pass out and then just run away with your money. But the fact that we were just sitting there on our couch, yeah. it, it was almost impossible to. We actually did have to pause the movie, go to sleep, and then come back and finish it. Yeah, at 45 minutes in, you you pretty much just said, I don't want to do this anymore. I wasn't I gotta strong go enough. To bed, and you went to bed. Yeah, neither was I really. I was like half there. I couldn't I couldn't not be on my phone during that movie. It had I had to occupy my brain with some form of nutrients 
because it wasn't getting it from this movie. Just unsatisfying. The plot of the movie is pretty simple. Uh, Essentially, you have the main, like, I'm assuming he's the main character from the other movies because it's this guy who has a bond with Free Willy himself. Um, And he is on this boat with these (laughs) random people that I think, it seems like he met them in this movie. And he's trying to reconnect with Free Willy. And then you have this alternate boat that is, it's a boat of, like whalers who are trying to hunt down and kill these whales. Mm-hmm. And so there are like two main whalers. And then one of the whalers brought his like son to teach him how to kill whales. The son is what? Like seven years old. Like, <laughs> Never five. too young to learn, I guess. He looks, he really just kind of looks like, like the whole thing would have been amazing actually. If at the very end, it was like a backstory to the main it character. It did feel like that because he was identical because... to him. Yeah, as we stated, they have I've never seen so I've never boy, seen two people who were yeah. so like such a discrepancy in age that looked so similar. Yeah, like the main character looks like he's maybe like 28 in like stature and the way his body looks, but then the child is about 5 and they have the exact same face and same curly hair. And it's it'll cut from a scene to, from the little boy to the older boy. And I'm like, oh, why is he fishing now? Oh, oh. And then I see his face. And then I realize, oh, it's the 28-year-old main character and not the small boy who's learning to harpoon. <laughs> it's you absurd. <laughs> it's <laughs> The most interesting part of the movie for me was the, like, other this other, like, kid man character who was just, like, grappling with the fact that his father is a horrible person. And like he'll yeah. go back to his mom, and he'll be like, um, "What what do you do if somebody's making you do something you don't want to do?" And um, his mom's like, "Well, who are you talking about?" And he's like, uh, "Nobody." All right, I'm gonna go spend. I'm gonna go spend another friend. twelve hours on the boat with dad, just isolated in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> Couldn't tell you who I'm talking about, but all right. Yeah, who else would I be talking about, Mom? Who do you, who do you think I talk to? Um, Dad doesn't let me go to school. I can't go and talk to people. All I have is Dad and his weird fisherman friends, and half of them like don't even. You know better than anybody all. that our father is just this ruthless killer who harpoons anything that crosses his line of sight. Mom, I I don't even know what hullabaloo is. I don't I don't know any games. I've never played a game before. I want to play Battleship with Dad, but no, he's just, he won't play that with me. Instead, I got to go and, and, and poon with him. I got to go and take down all these orcas. Oh, boy, I want to kill it's, these killer whales. It's just absolutely absurd. Also, just something that we never knew, and maybe that's our ignorance of not watching the first two movies ever. We never knew that Free Willy, uh, the infamous Free Willy, was A, a female, uh, because they had birth in this movie. Um, we never knew that, so time to reassess our personal biases. Uh, and then, B, we never knew that they had, like, the crooked fin that goes around them like a turbine. We didn't know Dude, that I just looked it up. Free Willy's a male. Existing feature. Yeah. What? What? I, I think what? the part we missed was that you had Free Willy, the main orca, and then you had Free Willy's, like, girlfriend, who was the one giving birth at the end. And um, I, they said her name a few times, but it really just did not sit with me. It's hard to roast a movie yeah. when you were like paying like 5% attention to it. I, I was trying to give it my all, but the movie actively tried to prevent me from giving it my all. The movie was just actually hypnosis. It was just horrid. 
I didn't I didn't enjoy it. And honestly, it's not a riffable movie either. So uh, one of the other movies that we did end up watching was Mom and Dad. And this is the one that I, I could see people liking this. I can see people unironically liking this movie. First, that is unfortunate. Well, to hear. First, wow. you have Go the ahead. ultimate actor that can like facilitate this in one of the main roles with Nicolas Cage. People will swear by him. The oh, yeah. like infamous community episode where Abed tries to decide whether or not he's a good actor is just so true. I have like no idea. He's definitely giving it his all in this movie, I think, but I the character is so absurd that yeah. you don't really know. Okay, so the gimmick is essentially there is something completely left up for the audience's interpretation. I think it's like TV static that makes parents want to murder their children, not murder any children, specifically murder their own children. And um, the main characters are these, it's like two kids, one's a teenager, one is a, like a eight-year-old who for some reason just doesn't go to school, which is a common theme here. They just, it's not summer because the sister is going to school. It's just this guy's like, I don't want to, or something like that. And then you have um, Nicolas Cage as the dad and Selma Blair as the mother. And um, yeah, it's these kids trying to, trying to survive against all odds. Yeah. It's a it's a weird movie for sure because it so it begins with like the mom and dad, uh, you know, talking with their kids and it's a very chaotic. We went out of Free Willy three into this, and we went basically from a movie that was a mayonnaise sandwich into probably the busiest sandwich you'll ever eat. It was it, it was hardly a, it was like a potluck for one person where you just, it's so overwhelming <laughs> the editing is much insanely so much not good in my opinion god it would just it's like you're trying to teach them all about what your characters are about at the same time it was as chaotic like i will give them credit for this it was as chaotic as like a normal i think family conversation in the morning yeah. where everybody's talking at the same time maybe i don't know i never really had that issue because i you know i'm i'm a almost single child i don't know my brother he's like nine years older than me so he never really yeah you know that whole thing um but uh they just had all of these characters talking at the same time and they also had a maid who was there talking as well along with her daughter who was there who was talking as well so there were six people all just chitter chattering at once the daughter's awful the mom is kind of like bad i didn't i don't know there were moments where i didn't really enjoy her character i don't, yeah, I don't enjoy any know? of the characters and it's not movie. like i wouldn't yeah yeah i don't either uh, the only one that i kind of enjoyed was the son because he didn't talk that he much. was fine and you had uh, the uh the boyfriend who was invincible oh, oh yeah sorry yeah, like for, for spoiler alerts for people who are gonna watch man. this movie i've never seen a character survive so yeah, many can... like mortal combat fatalities in my whole life First up, you got Nicolas Cage, who, <laughs> even though he's only supposed to kill his own children, he goes after the boyfriend, and he, like, just, like, while the guy is, like, pinned on the ground, he goes up, like, reaches his arm back, and then Nicolas Cage just comes down and slams the dude's head on the floor as hard as he can, and instantaneously just blood comes <laughs> out of his mouth, which is, I think, the the telltale sign <laughs> that, and, like, his eyes go dark, he's knocked out, like, you think he's gone. Later, he shows up again. He looks, yeah, he looks glazed at that point. He He's a glazed donut after he gets his head 
judo. And then later, the later dad. in the movie, he gets it pushed was, off like the second story balcony, which enough that's gonna hurt. But on the way he da- down, he like hits his neck on a chair, which is just one hundred percent unsurvivable. And then later, he's like, "Where have you been? I'm good." And he's just like right back in the in the fray. Yeah, I think. I think the writers were terrified of this character. I think they had to keep making ways just near fatal attacks for this guy to get struck by so that he wouldn't finish the movie too early. They needed to they needed to fade yeah. out the runtime and they knew that this guy was too too huge of a powerhouse for them to deal with. They were like we made him too strong. So they had to nerf him with mortal wounds. But he like yeah, he was an interesting character. He he gave me the same... Like, I didn't get all the way through this movie, so I can't, like, uh, talk too much about it because I have, like, the... I had a one-shot that I was doing later that day um, for D&D. So I was preparing for that because all my friends were over. But you managed to finish out the movie, so would you like to tell us how that progressed? Well, first off, we should probably talk about how this whole thing progresses. It, the kids are sitting in... They're, well, one of the kids is sitting in the high school, uh, and she gets called to leave just as everybody else is called to leave the school. And all these parents are sitting outside staring at them. And one kid runs up to try and hop over the fence. And as he gets tugged over the fence by, like, he loses the battle because the police are tugging at him, and then the parents are tugging at him, and then he gets tugged over, and the parent just stabs him with a key. And that's when everybody's like, oh, gosh, oh, geez, oh, man, I don't like parents in this movie. And then we get to watch all of these people get chased. But an important feature is the fact that the parents only yes. kill their children. And they don't kill, like, grandchildren Which is important. or anything. They only kill the people that yeah. they have birthed. That is an important <laughs> I, I think the um, the poster um, for the movie has a review that perfectly describes the end of this movie. It says, like a twisted remake of Home Alone on bath salt, which is exactly what it becomes. Because eventually the children get trapped like in the basement, and it's basically like a fight for survival that all takes place in the house. They're trying to, the parents are trying to like get in and uh-huh. try to take them out in some way while they try to fashion a way to survive until the end of it. But um, yeah, the ending is yeah. nonsensical. It literally like, it it ends so abruptly that like i thought like it was a commercial break it was so like i like i understand leaving some up to like the audience but nothing was resolved at all it's it's insane it was just a pure waste of time well i mean yeah like i said i didn't get to finish it out but like yeah it was there's plot twist at the end i don't know if you really call it a plot twist but like it's something that happens that is like oh that's how they're gonna get out of this okay that makes sense but you know at the end of the day does it 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 was some convenient timing to say the least yeah well moving on from our movies again because i know we can talk a lot about movies on this there's something that we wanted to test out for this podcast just to just to get the juices flowing. You know, we wanted to do a little bit of um, would you rather discussion. And there's one that we were talking about the other day. One that is uh, would you rather. And this is a quote from 
uh, a show that Jack has recommended before. It's from I Think You Should Leave uh, during one of their infamous sketches of the baby pageant. And it's, would you rather get uh, pancaked by a drunk dump truck driver, which is just a mouthful to say, or... Essentially, the joke is like the, uh, it's parodying like um, different like pageants as a TV show and that kind of stuff. And it's a baby pageant trying to decide who the best baby is. And since it's just the most like insane worst program ever at the end they decide to do an in memoriam it's not in memoriam of the babies it's like the show's been going on for 80 years so the babies have become adults and it's talking about how former contestants have died and normally in a in memoriam it just says person died this year this one it tells you how they died so it's just an incredible scene where it's like it will say the the person's name and then it says pancaked by drunk dump truck driver. And then it goes to the next one and it's like throat <laughs> slashed. And everybody's like, you don't say how they died. And the guy's just like, we're going to scrap the show anyways. Who cares? It's terrible. And um, <laughs> so, yeah, that, that's basically where that comes from. But uh, Jack, I got to ask, would you rather get pancakes by a drunk dump truck driver? I think this is, a, it's, it's just basically what you personally prefer i think the less painful death will almost certainly be getting pancaked by a drunk dump truck driver it is also the best alliterative yeah, okay. way to die it is also an interesting story <laughs> um but i think that it will be just unbelievably messy the other one will still be messy but a little bit yeah. less so and uh, i think you'll feel every minute of it personally i'd rather nobody have to like clean me up after either way there's going to be some cleaning after you this know one. i don't want that yeah i mean it just it's hmm. yeah there will be that either way i just you know being devil's advocate here throat slash is a you know no see i can't be devil's advocate actually because i think just definitively getting pancakes by a drunk dump truck driver is is going to be in every possible way in speed, in pace of death, glory, in general, like glory. <laughs> like nobody wants to be throat slash. I'd say that there are probably people out there who want I don't know, to get man. pancaked. You know what I mean? I mean, uh, see, I could be wrong. I could be totally out of my seat saying this, but. I just, I think we got to give a little bit of, a little bit of leeway into that option. I would go pancaked. Um, if only for drunk dump truck yeah, driver being just incredible alliteration. <laughs> it is. Um, all right. So we'll, we'll now generate a new one that we'll just discuss. Uh, oh, geez. Would you rather the aliens that make first contact be robotic or organic? Um, as a little as a little bonus thing, it says which would be less likely. This to one us off the face of the planet, like one hundred percent organic, all the way. Yeah, organic. Yeah, I'm. Yes, I think so. See, robots. The thing is, is that they work by algorithms. So, I mean, I guess you could find a way to cheat it out, but you'd have to like 
outsmart it first and they're definitely smart well because they figured out how the to way I, especially so when it said like them. which one would be less likely to wipe us out i feel like with the robots somebody had to create those robots so even if we defeat the robots we're going to be fighting something biological afterwards I, yeah that's true either there's, either there's way to this i think apple, that i'd say the best bet is the uh the organic guys but i don't know if they're able to make it to our yeah. planet before we even know they Squishy. exist, we're we're staring down the barrel of defeat. That's a hundred percent a fact. Oh yeah, I think the organic would be scarier. Personally, I you know just facing them. Down, if they're you know, like they're, spider they're alien, alien, they could be anything theoretically, but spiders would rock me to my core. Yes. Okay, well, let's say this. Uh, would you rather fight spider aliens? Question there. Or robotic uh, 100 aliens? I mean, robotic. I'm going to lose either way, but I don't... I think that they would be... The, the spiders would be sadistic about it. Robots are programmed for efficiency. The, yeah. Hit me with, like, the yeah. Anton Chigurh from No Country for Old Men. Just put me out of my misery instantly. <laughs> quite a reference there um oh would you rather be in jail for a year or lose a year off your life uh is a it said something pretty pretty funny is a bad year worth living or is it better to give up a year of your life um it says at the bottom there so just like fast forward or so just nothing happens you just die one year earlier I think you just like, but yeah, I think that's the way it goes. Um, I don't think it's just like, oh no, I lost my whole year of being 28. Yikes. Uh, I think it's like, you just lose, like you. I mean, it's interesting because if you literally just like one exact year off the very end of your life might not be that bad because the last year of your life is probably going to be where you're the the sickest and the most struggling most likely. But I'm going to assume that everything gets shifted forward a little bit. Um, I, I probably just because I'm so like already so equipped to be a people pleaser, I think I wouldn't struggle that much in prison. Like I would basically do whatever anybody tells me to do. Little brother spam and chat. There's just, I'm, I mean, like to an extent, (laughs) just survival, you know, I mean, I think there's prison is obviously like horrible, but yeah, I think. You could make some friends there, hopefully. I don't know. This might be... I've obviously never been to prison, so this is a little, I don't know, completely (laughs) uninformed. I like the optimism. Yeah. Let's hear it for prison optimism. Uh, Would you... Okay, here's a bonus. Uh, Would you rather have one real get-out-of-jail-free card or a key that opens any door? And I think this one's kind of easy. Because... I would definitely say opens any door because that's just the get out of jail free card, but you get to use it. A bunch, Why do you, wait, you know, like you can use that to get. I was out I was assuming jail. it would open one single door. Yeah. Oh, I think it's one get out of jail free card, one oh, door okay. open. Uh, It says one free crime of your choice or a life of limitless. Oh, okay. So it is. Or espionage. Um, yeah. 
get in touch I don't know. with your inner criminal. Because I don't want, like, either way, I don't really want to do crime, personally. I don't want to rob people. I don't either. <laughs> I think more than anything, I would go deal, for the get out of jail free card, just in case Not some evil. for some reason I'm, like, wrongfully imprisoned. Yeah, actually, that's kind of a good option. I don't know. I, I think I'd still pick a key that opens any door because, like, what if I accidentally lock myself out of my car? Boom. I get back into my car. That's like, it feels like there are more huh. options that I'd personally get the key. You could open. investigate some interesting things sure. there. Um, yeah. Yeah, you could. You could. We could get into that, like, abandoned yeah. building that we wanted happens to all check the time. out recently. We wanted to go visit somewhere. Yeah. Um, but uh i mean would you rather know the history of every object you touched or be talk able to, to talk to animals yeah really really tell me about that give me give me a rundown real quick because i'm kind of leaning towards history of every object what would you want to use that overwhelming on? i think Well, see, that that's partially why I was giving you the first uh, mic, because I'm thinking about it. Uh, so, I mean, I could use it on, like, a really dope rock. And then maybe, I don't know how the history works. Maybe it's, like, a flash through history. And, like, you touch it, yeah. and then it gives you, like, a visual. That's what I was learner. picturing it, it as, too. But like I don't. Visual representation. I'm generally like, pretty optimistic about mankind. But you give a rock, like, thousands and thousands of years it's getting like busted on somebody's head and i don't want to watch that something like every object existed in some form like i mean everything is just a recreation of matter that's always existed so if you can flash back through its time you're always going to see something nasty because that's just how humans work you touch a rock yeah it's like exactly salem witch trials that's crazy oh yeah, Jeez, no, I, this is yikes. Uh oh. I, yeah, I, I don't know if to, like animals would really be able to communicate that well, but I still think it, w- it would just be a more interesting and, and fun party trick, if anything. Yeah, I think half the time you'd just be hearing them go food, eat, 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 eat. I don't know. I don't think they'd be able to like communicate too well with yeah. you unless they were like dolphins or octopi, but you know, animals like that, it's maybe um oh here's a bonus uh would you rather be able to talk to land animals animals that fly or animals that live under um again i don't know if this would be this useful of a power for me but just to i think flying would be dope you could potentially have a creature fly across somewhere and send like a message for you at least get somebody's attention you know what i mean um land animals would be decent but then again i'm just i don't know if this is like exposing how careful of a person i am but wouldn't it be dope and also i recently watched a video on um oh i I wish i could remember the guy's name because he's an absolute legend but uh a couple years ago there was a like boat that crashed and there was one guy who survived it um he was like the the chef of the boat. He survived under like in a boat that crashed underwater with a tiny air pocket for like two days, I think, in like pitch black, basically nothing. And 
like that just haunted me to my soul. I don't really end up on boats that often, but imagine if he had like a the ability to tell like a animal to go get help. Or like or if you like saw like gnarly. a I, like hopefully they would be friendly and you could just be like, "Hey, um Mr. Dolphin, if I like held onto your back, could you swim as fast as your little fins could carry you and take me up to the top?" or something like that. I don't know. That just that video yeah. shook me to my core. I mean, that also, yeah, talking about that, that'd be just nuts. Oh, dude. That, especially in, like, It's literally, life. like, a new worst like, nightmare. What? How do you... That's crazy. And, like, at any moment, that could just, like, slip, and then water just burst through the... I don't know. That dude it, it went through some like horrible, horrible stuff. You're just living in bubble. Yeah, that'd just be... Wow. God dang, man. Okay, well, I think we've we've used up most of our would you rather's. Um, would you like to discuss yeah, sure. uh, recommendations for this week? Okay. Um, so for me personally, I would like to recommend. There's a show that I watched a while ago that's very. It tugs at my heartstrings personally because I'm, you know, a sucker for like tragedy at times, and. It's um, of course, it's an anime clearly because I'm a nerd like that, and it's called Plastic Memories, and it is about uh, robots that fill certain voids of people's lives, such as like uh, a daughter who passed away or things like that, and they're androids that are put into their lives that like fill a specific role and help them either grieve, move on, or uh, live like they used to be living. Um, and but they only last for like eight years, huh? And they have to be decommissioned after that. So it follows a group of people who have to like decommission those androids, and just the just the heart wrenchingness of having to take that away from someone. But it is genuinely a really good show, and the ending is pretty great. It's just like one um, season or something. I would highly it... recommend that. So, gotcha. Huh. It is like twelve episodes, maybe. Um, yeah, it's pretty fast. It's a quick little thing, uh, but it's it's kind of sad. Uh, so don't watch it if you're not in the mood for it. Um, but yeah, gotcha. Just a suggestion. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna chain three things. Uh, you ready? Opposite of a recommendation. I'm sure okay, you guys have heard of Space for Force, the new TV show created by Steve Carell and um, Greg Daniels, two of the guys behind The Office. Obviously, Greg Daniels also created Parks and Rec and uh, King of the Hill with Mike Judge. Um. If you know Greg Daniels, I think you understand that. I don't know if this dude knows how to start a series. The first season's always weak, especially like with The Office and Parks and Rec. Just a little disappointing. So I think maybe moving forward, the show might have some potential. But it's just a really weak start. Great cast. There are a lot of like decent moments and interesting characters. But as a whole, just did not work for me. Um, also, so that's the TV show. Um, as we were doing this podcast, so in two days, um, Run the Jewels, probably the most talented rap duo out right now um they were intending on dropping their album this friday but they decided instead to drop it early literally happened an hour ago i wish i could listen i'm going to listen to it right after this um obviously i haven't listened to it yet but i promise you it will be good music extremely topical um thought-provoking probably some hardcore bangers just to keep you distracted all that kind of stuff these guys are the best um gonna be some great music guarantee it they've already dropped two songs um on the album and they were just insanely good. And then finally, um, if you are subscribed to my channel, you've seen that I've recently been playing Temtem, which is a Pokemon-esque game. 
Um, and I would just have to recommend it. It's it's so good. A lot of fun. You got to say, you got to yeah. say Pokemon S. It is different. There are a lot not, of interesting mechanics that they Pokemon. added to it. Um, I think it's it's definitely, it's at least in my experience, yeah. harder than the average Pokemon game. Um, yeah, yeah, it's it it's a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, that's just what I've been spending a lot of my time doing. Because um, it's, it's just a great game. All right. Well, uh, those are all pretty solid yes. recommendations, including the one non-recommendation. But uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, we'll be back next week with our interview with Steve Neese, and uh, I'm looking forward to having him. So, nope. Uh, any closing remarks? Not later, guys. Not as usual. Okay.